Hello, everybody, and welcome to Missed Opportunities uh, with Your Little Sisters Productions. I'm Taya. I'm Laura. And today we're going to just kind of have fun. Um, I saw this Would You Rather uh, type thing, and it just made me think of the game Would You Rather, where there's not really a winner or results or anything. <laughs> it's just kind <laughs> of a, like would you rather do this or would you rather do that and I don't know it's uh it just looked fun and something that we could have fun talking about so um the first one is would you rather have a lightsaber or a wand and this is specifically like a Harry Potter wand so you don't have the force you saber because I'm assuming so. with the wand, you also have magic. But is do you have magic? Like, if you're not a magical person, <laughs> then having a wand is worthless. But exactly. you, don't have have you can use whether yeah. you're a Jedi or not, but a wand is only useful if you have magic. You need to watch Secrets of Dumbledore because we need to talk about something in there that's related to this. But you haven't seen it yet, so we can't talk about it. But anyway, if comes with magic and the lightsaber comes with the force I'd go with the wand but if they just come as is I'd rather take the lightsaber because otherwise the wand is just a stick right um I think even like okay if the lightsaber comes with the force and the wand comes with magic I would I think I don't know I might still choose the lightsaber because most of the things that I would want to do with magic, you could do with the force. So, especially with, like, especially if we're going with, like, the sequels where you can heal people and basically do whatever the heck you want with the force now. I kind of think I would take the force just because, like, yeah, magic is great and all, but... A lightsaber is awesome. And then if you have the force... You know, like, I mean, yes, you could cut things with a wand, and I'm sure there's a spell for lasers, or you know, but it's like, <laughs> I know, it, it requires a lot of learning, whereas the force requires a lot of meditation, and I just feel like I'd be better at meditation. But does it require a lot of med- meditation? Because do we ever see a Jedi school at any point? I mean, we, we see Luke training with Yoda, and that involved a lot of running. Well, and, but we see, like, Ray like, the first time, like, well, because Ray hers is meditation when she's training cool. with Luke. Yeah, and but he doesn't really want her to become a Jedi. So- Luke is, trains with Obi-Wan, and that is meditation, but it's usually meditation whilst being shot at by something. <laughs> yes, and then he trained with Yoda, and Yoda made him run all over the place, and I don't know about fan of cardio right right but that was more like I think I don't think that actually helped with the force I think that was just Yoda being it's kind of like a wax on wax off thing where you're learning (laughs) but you're not learning what you think you're learning (laughs) what if you got a master what if you're a padawan to a master who was like Yoda I made you do cardio every day. Well, the lightsaber doesn't necessarily come with the master. It just comes with the force. (laughs) 
but you have to learn to use the force in some way. Yeah, but like Leia used the force and she was never trained until later. But she was trained. Yeah, she but she later. like but Leia so Leia in the originals uses the force. Yes, she does. She doesn't realize it. But you ha- you haven't seen the Obi-Wan show, have you? No, I have not. Okay. Oh, we need to do another episode about this then because you need to watch the new Secrets of Dumbledore. I'm not, I am not a, <laughs> I I don't necessarily want to watch Obi-Wan now that I know that like Leia and Luke are in it. I really just I think so they're gonna okay ruin it. Are you okay if I tell you some of the stuff in it that's prevalent to the conversation or relevant? Not prevalent, you're having relevant to the conversation. I don't know. I don't know if I even want to watch it. I don't know if our listeners have already seen it and they're just frustrated that I am making this comparison. But anyway, um, because I don't know. I I mean, not inaccurate. It's not inaccurate, but anyway, not not going off of the TV shows. Just going off of the movies. Leia does use the force and Leia like Leia does use the force before she knows that she can use the force before she even knows what the force is and so it is possible and so does Anakin Anakin uses the force a lot before he uh is trained but they didn't get to do anything super cool like stop bullets in the air or choke people or whatever say like if they knew about it like, if you knew about the Force, and then you trained yourself, like, who's to say that that wouldn't work? You know? I guess like, we don't have an example of someone training themselves fully. Yeah. Maybe there isn't some Star Wars, you know, TV show or book or whatever. But anyway, I would say you can definitely train yourself in the Force, and I would also say that I would rather have the force and the lightsaber than magic and a wand. I'd rather have magic and a wand, mostly for cleaning and cooking purposes, I think. If I could just spell to have my dishes clean themselves and the worm pick itself up, that would just make life a lot easier and simpler. So that's me. <laughs> Plus, if I have magic along with the wand, I can also fly on a broomstick. Yeah, but if you have the force, you can just fly. But you can't just fly during Quidditch. Well, I wouldn't want to play Quidditch. <laughs> and the, the Quidditch is not appealing to me. Like, like I mm-hmm. liked. The, the chapters about Quidditch and the game, and I thought it was fun, but I would never want to play Quidditch. I don't like, think I want to play professionally. Like Ginny ends up a professional Quidditch player for a few years right. before she becomes like a sports writer about it. And by the way, isn't it? Don't you think it's a little odd that Quidditch is really the only sport that the Wizarding World has? Yeah. Thank you. Like, did they never come up with any other sport? Like, they have Wizard's Chess and Quidditch. And I'm sorry, but Wizard's Chess is just chess with, like, 
pieces of mutilated. Yeah, like, come on, people. <laughs> and then quit. Like, I'm a little surprised that she didn't. I'm surprised J.K. Rowling didn't even any other games that they have or that there aren't any like team other teams or other sports that Hogwarts has to offer or any that people watch is footage. It says if the only sport in the muggle world were soccer and we had yeah. no other sport we played soccer, it didn't. Yeah. Like there's there's no like track and field or football, basketball, baseball. Like there's not even well and it's like it's not like Quidditch season. It's like yeah. There's a month of, or there's a game every quarter or something. Yeah, it's weird that that's the only game that they ever, the Wizarding World has somehow come up with. Yeah. Like, after that right. game. Anyway. On to our next Would You Rather. Would you rather uh, fight crime with Sherlock Holmes or be the doctor's companion? So that's the doctor is from Doctor Who, which I pretty sure you've never seen. I have not seen it. <laughs> so you're a little skewed because okay, just to, I'm sure you already know this, but just in case our some of our listeners don't know Doctor Who, it's a British. It's been going on for like sixty years at this point. Very long story, but the doctor is part of an alien species, and he has, um. A machine, a, it's called a TARDIS. It's a spaceship that can travel both through space and time. So you can go anywhere at any time you want. And he, it usually ends up with them going on these wacky adventures and saving people, sometimes saving the galaxy for a season finale, you know. Right. And they come, they come across a lot of really interesting alien species and people and meet people throughout history. Like you meet Agatha Christie, Van Gogh, the, a couple different monarchy queens from England, stuff like that. Doctor Who, as the companion, you get to go with him on all these adventures. And sometimes he lets you choose when and where. The only so... thing you go into your own past or your own future. Um, so I would probably choose the doctor mainly because I've only seen one episode of that show, but I've also seen a lot of Sherlock Holmes adaptations and he deals with like murder a lot. And, <laughs> and I just don't think that's right for me. <laughs> I just think, I will let you know, sometimes there's murder on Dr. Who, but it's like fantasy. It's a fantasy. Then yeah. does that, like, it's not like Sherlock Holmes where it's just humans killing humans. It's right, exactly. alien species and fantasy things going on and stuff like that. Um, I, I would like to just watch Sherlock Holmes. Like, I'd like to, but I think he would find me really dumb just because I'm not, I mean, no one really is at his level of intelligence except his own brother and, like, Moriarty. Yeah. Apparently, his brother is more intelligent than Sherlock. But he does deal with murderers. Which does... I just think... Yeah, like, I love, like, detective shows. Even, like, Psych and those type of things where oh, they yeah. make light of every situation. 
But even in Psych, like, his girlfriend gets kidnapped a couple of times. His mom, like, and, like, in Sherlock Holmes, there's different, like, Watson's wife gets, a, you know, uh, ha- has um, different things happen to her. People are constantly getting kidnapped, getting murdered all around, you know, like. I mean, to be fair, uh, as a companion to the doctor, you do end up in some dicey situations as well because you're with the doctor. But. Right. So you're in a dicey situation either way. With Sherlock Holmes, yeah. at least you know, no one has a fantastical ability or alien technology. With Doctor Who, they they might have alien technology. And, but I think I would still choose the Doctor. I think it would be cool to to see not just other places on Earth, but like throughout the whole universe. Yeah, I think the perks of being a companion, like you said, travel through time and space, that that is more of a perk than hanging out with a super smart sociopath. You know, like, like, I don't think the perks of being in Sherlock Holmes universe is better than the perks of being in the doctor's universe. And the doctor is super smart. So, I mean, on one hand, and sometimes different reincarnations of him are very arrogant could say it's like being with Sherlock Holmes I think there's even an episode where he pretends to be Sherlock Holmes if I remember nice oh you also yeah, I think in one of the episodes meet who Robin Hood oh nice yeah so I think that you know you're in in both situations you're hanging out with someone who's really smart who's solving problems solving crimes and who is a little bit arrogant, a little bit over the top. And, but in one of those, like, yes, the stakes might be a little bit higher because the technology is a little bit higher and the, you know, the bad guys might have some fantastical ability, but you also get better perks because it's not just like everyday people that you're meeting and dealing with. It's, you know, you're getting to meet aliens and you're getting to go to other planets. You're getting to meet, you know, uh, people throughout history and time and and things like that. So I I would say the perks of being with the doctor outweigh the risks of being with the doctor versus um, where Sherlock Holmes, it's like, I don't know that hanging out with Sherlock Holmes would necessarily be worth the dangers of working with Sherlock Holmes. Especially because sometimes he just sits in a chair plays violin while he's thinking about the crime like what do you do then just sit there and watch him yeah you know well, so yeah right stories i guess <laughs> i say doctor's companion yeah i think i think we're both on the same page with that one all right the next one sorry i don't have a lot of light okay the next one is would you rather date harry ron or draco Adult Draco or the no, those are the only Dracos. Harry, Ron, and Draco. No, no Fred, George, none of that stuff. No Neville. Because Draco as an adult is different than teenage Draco. This is like the same argument I make for Jess from Gilmore Girls. Punk teenage Jess is different than adult Jess. But if you can't take them at their worst, you can't have them at their best. <laughs> well, Draco is off the table. <laughs> I just have to, it's just says date, right? Not marry. Yeah. Would you rather date Ron, Harry, or Draco? For and me, I Draco's a date, I would say date as in like 
being a boyfriend and girlfriend date. Not like you don't just go out on one date with them. Although with Darn, Harry, I, did, I was going to use that as my loophole. <laughs> like I could go on a date with. Uh, I don't really want to them, but if I absolutely had to, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say Draco just because I'm a, all the time in the very last chapter. He's a teenage punk and who whines to his daddy about everything. Um, sorry, Draco, but that's the truth. I I honestly think Ron would be very annoyed by me. Because, well, actually, I don't know. I was a little like Hermione growing up, so maybe Ron would like me. <laughs> at first though he's screwed to like her and then harry has a bad temper what do you hear i'm i'm taking this way too seriously i want to hear your answer <laughs> um well you know me <laughs> and i like it and i don't mind a bad temper i would choose harry i i do like i really do like ron and i think he's a great character both movie and book especially book um I do like Ron, uh, but I would always choose Harry. I'm I'm one of those people that I don't shy away from, you know, the, the one who's in the spotlight. I don't mind a bad temper because, you know, I can, I can dish it out. I, <laughs> I can take it. Uh, my issue with Draco is that he can, and he cannot take it. Um, I do really like Draco. I do think that he has, uh, like, I think as a teenager, like if I grew up in Hogwarts and I was that teenager, I think I would have probably liked Draco. Um, however, I don't think that I would like him for a very long time. Like you said, like the daddy issues, especially when like he got hurt, um, with the hippogriff, like that was like super unattractive because <laughs> I was the same age as them like growing up like when the books were coming out I was the same age as and not the same like uh when the first book came out I was 11 when the second book came out I was 12 when the third book came, you know like so as I read the books I was the same age as the characters and I did have a huge crush on like Draco and I really wanted him to him end up with Hermione but then like as it went on and especially in that book or um book three um when he gets uh attacked by the hippogriff and then like things just uh that was three I think that was four actually I don't know whenever that happened um I did not uh enjoy that at all (laughs) so um but yeah, I um so I would date Harry. I've always like Harry's always been my favorite Harry Potter character. Um I am not one of those people who dislikes main characters just because they're the main character. I think if it's a good main character, then they can be your favorite and you don't have to be like I don't know. I'm I'm some people are like, "Oh, if you think Harry is the best character in Harry Potter, then you're not a true Harry Potter fan because look at all these other people with all these cool things." And it's like, "Yeah." But I like Potter series without Harry. (laughs) Yeah, like I. Yeah, and so many people, like uh, specifically, 
um, recently as an adult, my brother really didn't like Harry Potter, but it was more because it was popular, not because he didn't like it. So he watched the movies and then finally he read the books like last year and he hated Harry. He's like, he never grows. He never develops. And I'm like, yeah, he's a stagnant character. That's okay. Like you can be a stagnant character and still be a good character. (laughs) Like he's, I like him. He's a punk and he's sassy and, and you know, it, you know, defends himself in weird ways but I don't know I would date Harry I'm gonna go with you with between Ron I think I like Ron as a character I really do I just don't think I would want to be want to date him Harry I mean it'd be a very short relationship but out of the three I would I think I would choose Harry and then I'd let you have him because <laughs> I wouldn't mind <laughs> Yes. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I like any of the boys. I mean, Draco, when he's an adult, doesn't seem so bad, but anyway. Anyway, next one. Uh, would you rather be a dwarf or a hobbit? And this is specifically Lord of the Rings um, culture of the dwarves. Like, they live in the mines and they are, you know, greedy and uh, warriors or a hobbit lives in a hobbit hole and, uh, you know, eats, drinks, plays, gardens, you know, goes slow life. Which would you like? Hobbit. I don't even have to what? think. I would want to be a hobbit. Very <laughs> feet and all hobbit. Why? Because you just are a hobbit? I would love to have curly hair. I'm already really short, so, so <laughs> I'm used to it. <laughs> Um, I would love to be able to garden and they seem to have the green thumb. I like their food schedule. I like their parties. I think it'd be very calm and peaceful to be in the Shire and have the biggest problem be just like little, like having Mary and Pippin come in and steal some vegetables from Farmer Maggot. I think it'd be fun. I don't know. I would, and Hobbits have proven, been proven in to be very resilient and helpful Ooh. with major events throughout their timeline. Gandalf could choose me for an adventure. I'd be down. <laughs> Although that would probably dis- exclude me from an adventure because I feel like every time he drags a hobbit off, it was against their will. <laughs> yeah, they definitely chose that. Yeah, I would rather... Books. Yeah. Um, I would rather be a hobbit. Just number one thing, I could never, ever, ever live in a mine <laughs> under no circumstances. Uh, those scenes, in, no, those scenes in the movies like give me anxiety. Just when they go in the cave, and I'm like, "Ooh, you're under a mountain." <laughs> like, I understand that hobbits also live in the grounds, but it's it's not that far underground and they're, they have windows and their doors open. <laughs> like It's more like they just make the hill their home. Yeah. Very different. Alright, so we decided we are both hobbits. Would you rather, if you were in the Lord of the Rings universe and a hobbit, would you rather date a dwarf or a hobbit? Well, if I'm a hobbit, I'd date a hobbit. Because I wouldn't want to move to a mine. Yeah. I mean, but like, I don't know, Gimli's out on adventures. If if 
if the dwarf came to live in, in Hobbiton with me, I think I'd be okay with that. I do like beards. So, <laughs> but I also like baby faces. I don't, I don't know. This is tough. If I was a hobbit, I'd mean probably just go with the hobbit, but I do, I would prefer like the warrior personality over the like relaxed gardener personality. <laughs> so, yeah, if a, if a dwarf is going off on adventures. What? I said Mary and Baggins Hobbit. They're always going off. Yeah, that, that might be my compromise. Like either either a dwarf who comes and lives in Hobbiton, but is, you know, a warrior, or a Baggins who randomly goes off on adventures all the time. One of those, one of those two. <laughs> there you go. I would not live in a mine though. No. We're, I think we're both in agreement on that. But not because I'm claustrophobic. I just wouldn't want to live in a mine. <laughs> also, I don't want a beard. Dwarf women apparently have beards. But in the no isn't like that's the um people the controversy about the new Lord of the Rings TV show. Is that I... they made dwarf women and they don't have beards and everybody's like, Where's the beard? I don't know. I hadn't heard that. I did I thought they had given dwarf women beards. They did not they they just released um uh show photos, like okay. you know, promotional photos, and one of them is a dwarf, and it's this pretty black lady with like big black hair, and she's got gold all over her, but she does not have a beard. <laughs> and dwarf women have beards. I just I don't know, I wouldn't want to maintain the beard. I wouldn't want food to get caught in it. I feel like it'd be itchy. Yeah. I don't know how men like like I said, I like beards, but I also really like baby faces. So I You need a baby face man with a beard. <laughs> like Elijah Wood with a beard. <laughs> anyway, I had not I, heard that about the new Lord of the Rings series. I have been trying to stay away from news about it because I'm happy with the original trilogy we got and I'm good. I need nothing else. All right, moving on. Okay, so would you rather read a book with a cliffhanger ending or read a heartbreaking ending? Read a book with a heartbreaking ending. ending. I already know we're going to, I'm going to say cliffhanger ending. (laughs) Because I know, but if it's a heartbreaking one and it's for sure and it's final, that's going to break more than if I can go off and imagine a happy ending I'd want to imagine a happy ending oh but that's such <laughs> writing to make other people like no you read a story so that somebody else makes up the story and you don't have to do the work like if I have to do the work I should get credit like I want royalties if I have to make up the ending well, what about those books where you like you choose a path and then it says go to page 31 if you choose this path go to page 37 if you choose this path like what about those books they still have endings yeah but you still have to work for it yeah but, but someone you sign up right someone else choose- wrote yeah, choose your own adventure. Like they still wrote the adventure. You just choose which one of the like seven adventures you want to go on. Like they still wrote it. Yeah. I don't know. I just I have a really hard time with tragedy. I really do. It's it stays with me for probably way too long. I'm getting a little better about it, but 
So I, I can't watch Titanic. I have to prepare myself for Romeo and Juliet. I go see it like any 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 tragedy if I'm not part of the storytelling of it if I'm just watching or reading it or as annoying as it can be and it can be very very annoying I understand I'd rather have that and be annoyed than a tragedy and like cry my eyes out for three days and then I can because I can just imagine I'll just imagine a happy ending and I, I won't be mad See, I don't like heartbreaking endings. I'm not a huge fan of tragedy, but at least the story's over and I know I hate that story and I never want to read it again. Or I'm so used to the story like Romeo and Juliet that I'm okay with it. Like I'm fine. I cannot stand cliffhangers. I cannot stand like open endings. We all, we've discussed this several times. I don't like <laughs> open ending stories. I cannot stand it. I think uh, the only open ending that I was okay with um was inception and that is because i was very sure like when i saw it i was very sure that it was the ending that i wanted and now everybody has like a big debate if it was you know that ending or not ending and i'm like no i've i've made that decision so like you i made it the happy ending that i wanted but they did still put the work into it like the sound effect is there some people just don't want to hear the sound effect because it goes dark and then there's a sound effect. I won't spoil the ending for anybody. I mean, it's been out for a long time, so I guess we could probably spoil it. But I think we're um, safe for Inception. It's been out long enough. Yeah. So I, yeah, there's a sound effect. It falls. He's awake. <laughs> I've always thought he was awake, too. Yeah. And I know like some people like to debate like, no, it doesn't fall. It's still going and it's, you know, he's still asleep or whatever. And, and the, the view of his children, it like, it would have been longer, like they would have grown up and it's like, no, time's like weird and different. And, you know, like, so I'm like, no, but that's really the only ending <laughs> that I am okay with because I feel like they finished the story. Right. And yeah. then they but they like made it ambiguous enough that people who wanted to believe that it was that he was still dreaming could but really he was awake <laughs> so that's that's the only one that I forgive and it has a lot to do with Leonardo DiCaprio because I love Leonardo DiCaprio's uh work and I don't get to see a lot of it because I don't watch rated R movies so anything that he's in that's PG-13 I'm like yay <laughs> so I forgave a lot in that movie and that ending was fine with me. But most of the time I hate open endings. And most of the time I hate cliffhanger endings. And I hate endings that are like, so, okay, I watched a movie. Oh, it was like a TV movie about these people who met in China. And it ends with them like, so what are we going to do? I don't know. What should we do? We, you know, this big coincidence happened. What are we going to do about it? And then it ends. Like that's where it ends. And it's oh, oh, I'm just like, <laughs> I hate this. I would rather like one of them die in a car accident or or like they just choose to break up, which is stupid. Why tell the story if that's the way that it's gonna be? But like leaving it open and then you get to decide what they do, like that's bull crap. That is not an ending, that is not a story. That is like a scene. <laughs> it's like, yeah. 
That's like you got to the end and ran out of paper or something. Like, no. <laughs> I still don't want to feel that. <laughs> I'd rather be mad than cry for for a few days. No, I'd rather I'd rather cry for a few days and just be over it than continuously stewing about it, wondering what the heck happened and not knowing. I wouldn't continue over it, but I would. Okay, I just remembered when you mentioned if you know you hate tragic endings, so you could just know that you hate that story and move on. There was a book I read in high school that I absolutely despise. I remember to this day how much I despise this book. I actually read it in one sitting in one night, like the day we got it. It wasn't a very long book and I'm a very fast reader. I always have been. And so I read it and I remember I tossed it across my room. Toss books. I love books. But I tossed that book across my room and I said, I will not open this book again. I will just take all the tests from memory throughout however long we have uh, this book during our term. And I will not open it again because I despise this book and everything about it. And I remember to this day, and I'm still angry. It's called Jacob Have I Loved. Oh, no. You read it? No, I've seen the movie. (laughs) Yes, and it traumatized me. I am sure it traumatized. That book and movie should traumatize everybody. should explain the school i went to we did not read explicit things okay so there's nothing explicit in it that's like traumatizing but emotionally yes it is very traumatizing it's not even like no one dies horrifically or anything it's just she talk about someone who stays stagnant and never grows or learns yeah I don't know how close the movie is to the book. I truly don't. I do remember the book, not super, super well, but I remember all the parts I hated super well. It's ingrained in my memory forever. Like she says, I want want to become a doctor. Oh, women can't become doctors, which is a lie because at the time that the book took place, there were women doctors and a lot of them and had been for like almost a hundred years at least, if not longer. Oh, women don't become doctors. You could become a nurse. Oh, okay. I'll become a nurse. I'm in love with your sister. Oh, you are? Okay, let me help you set, like, let me set you up with her and give you a recommendation and, like, do everything I can to help you two be together. Oh, I don't want to live anywhere in the mountains. I want to go somewhere and be free and have fields. Well, the only opening we have is in the mountains. Okay, I don't want to marry anyone who has to be able to have my own family and not have stepchildren, which is a perfectly fine life choice for many people. And she goes as a nurse to the mountains where she never wanted to be and meets a man who has children. And she's like, well, he's my only prospect. I guess I'll marry him and take care of his kids. Like, it just, and let's not, let's not get into the discussion of a 12-year-old having a crush on a 60-year-old man. No. Did they have that in the movie? I, yes. But I don't remember a whole lot. I, I like I said, I was scarred from that movie. I don't, uh, I don't remember watching it. Um, I don't remember enough about it to like tell the story. Oh, a girl. She has a sister, and everyone. Okay, so she is Mirabelle, and her sister is Isabella from Encanto. Okay, <laughs> that that's yeah. how it's. Fr- 
sister is perfect and everybody loves her and she's beautiful and, and she's like this awkward she doesn't know where she fits in with her family and friends and all this stuff she and this an, another friend who's a boy meet this old i want to say he's a fisherman and um he's lonely and he kind of becomes a grandfather figure to them and not in a creepy. I don't. I was not traumatized from this book because he's cre- he's not creepy in any way. He truly is just like an old fisherman grandfather type to the children in town. So they go over and they have like tea and they listen to his stories and he teaches them to fish, you know, stuff like a grandfather would do. But it's he's one of the first and only adults in this girl's life who listens to her takes her seriously doesn't um put her sister above her in her eyes like he actually shows genuine interest in her as a human being and not as so-and-so's sister is how she feels and so she misdirects that affection instead of being oh i finally have an adult who's supportive of me maybe i can do something and be something with my life and gets a crush on him The book is really fun for a kid who's about the same age as her to read about her having a crush on an old man. There's like a whole paragraph about his hands. And I just remember like, what on earth am I reading? Everyone in my class went to the teacher after we read that part. I mean, I had already read it, but like once we got to that part in the story, we were all like, why? Why do we have to read a whole paragraph on this old man's hands? what is wrong with this author what is wrong with this character anyway she's told her whole life that she can't do those things that she wants to do and sometimes she buys things for herself and her sister takes them and her sister doesn't get in trouble the sister very much because the sister seems to just take everything like no one ever tells a sister you can't do anything no one ever tells a sister no if the sister does take something younger sisters it's just like oh well you know you aren't gonna use it or they, they just didn't care there was definitely a favorite the sister takes the boy that she's in love with and has the life that she wants and she just goes off and has the everything she said she did not want she ends up getting in her life and it only one person at each junction in her life to tell her no and she's just like oh okay and then goes off and does the thing she doesn't want because one person told her she couldn't do the thing she did want to do. And that annoys the crap out of me. Because I'm the type of person, oh, you think I can't do the thing? Let me go do the thing. I'm, I'm going to do the thing just, I didn't even want to all that much before. But now because you told me I can't, I'm going to go do the thing. And you're going to watch me. <laughs> like That's, that's me. <laughs> so reading about someone who, I wouldn't have minded if she started out that way and then grew Something I'm not going to say because we're a family-friendly channel, but she never does. Yeah, and how well, share the misery. Well, I think she does change because she changed from someone who has aspirations to someone who is settling constantly. So that's not a stagnant character; that's a bad character. <laughs> um. Anyway, I guess that's true. She. Didn't she instead of growing in a positive light, she just gave up. And I really, really, really hated reading a book where the main character just 
plain out gives up just because some people told her no it was the dumbest excuse ever in my opinion that book i threw it across the room i've never thrown a book before then or since then in anger i threw that book the second i finished (laughs) i've read some books that that were pretty rough like well like the where the red friend grows oh i've heard about that book no like no that is the most tragic book i've ever read the most tragic movie i've ever read just just not a happy feel-good movie um (laughs) or book or anything story jacob have i loved i would have accepted an open ending on that book because then i could imagine that she goes off and sees a therapist and grows up and actually goes for what she wants instead of settling my thing is what is the point of that story like you know like i personally believe that stories like the stories that are worth telling are stories of people who have done something worth doing or people who have tried doing something worth doing and failed, you know, like, like Romeo and Juliet, I think is a beautiful story because what they were fighting for was something that was worth it. Like love is worth it. And even though they end up dying, they do what they set out to do, which was to squash their parents feud. And that's what they do. They pay for it with their lives. But that is the thing that gets their parents uh, to end the feud. And so even though I think that's tragic and horrible that it took that much and everything, at least it's a finished story and it comes full circle and it started with the grudge and it ends with the grudge. And so it's like, that's a story worth telling, even though it's super sad. Um, it's like worth telling. Yeah, I don't. Well, the point that. I personally took from it was it's stupid to not do something because one person tells you no or that you can't that you're not capable so it's like a cautionary tale but is that the point of the story though I I'd have to dig in deep in the recesses of my memory of I think it was like eighth or ninth grade English (laughs) it was I was young maybe even seventh grade which was a very long time ago I read holes in ninth grade. <laughs> I don't think I've not... Have I read holes? I it's a good it. book. It is. I have read it's it. It's a good book. It has... Yeah, it has some tragedy in it, but it does come full circle and uh, things turn out the way they should. It's like basically sort of a count of money crystal type thing where everything goes bad yes. and then everything gets fixed <laughs> like yeah. that's that's the kind of money that's the story of the kind of money crystal that's the story of holes like a lot of stories do that they make everything go bad with it with holes it's everything goes like in the past goes bad and then when you flash forward to the future because it goes back and forth in the chapters um mm-hmm. when you fast forward to the futures and stanley yelman it's like he fixes everything that was when that was bad in the past like him having to deal with the bad stuff fixes what the bad stuff that happened in the past and so it's like come full circle and yeah um like the count of Monte Cristo everything goes bad for him and then he comes back and fixes everything for himself so so I guess Jacob Have I Loved is a cautionary tale at least from what I remember but I remember hating it so much 
Yeah. And I really hated what I felt like was people being unfair to the main character. But anyway, that's an, that. <laughs> Never read it. Anyway. Yeah. Not a re- would not recommend zero out of Definitely. ten would not recommend. <laughs> oh my gosh! Unless you unless you are a person who settles in life and you want to read a book about someone who ends up settling and then you get fr- so frustrated you do I suppose it could be helpful for those types of people. Like if you're debating settling, read this book and see how crappy her life turned out. Basically, like oh, a person told me I'm not able to do this thing. I mean. There's a difference between a, someone who loves you and knows you and is like, honey, you can't, don't audition for American Idol. You truly do not have what it takes. You know yeah. what I mean? Versus like you actually have talent and aspiration and you've been working on it and someone be like, you'll never get through. Like what makes you think they'll choose you? There is a difference. Yeah, exactly. In her life, it was the second one. <laughs> it wasn't out of a place of love at least from what I remember I again it's been a long time since I've read it and I hated it so I could be worse than they really are in the book but that's how I remember it being it was like Psh, what makes you think you're so special you can do anything with your life so if that's how you feel maybe maybe read the book or watch the movie if the movie's close to the book in that regard and then for you to take a chance on yourself maybe but i don't see the beauty on that uh the next one is would you rather love a book that everyone hates or hate a book that everyone loves and i'm gonna i'm gonna add in like movie or just any i kind of i mean i have experience with both i have things that i like that other people don't and i hate things that other Which, which one's better? I, I definitely have both. I definitely have both as well. But yeah, which one's better? Rather, yeah. Part of me is maybe like what everyone else hates, just because that I don't have to read a bunch of negatives. Or okay, if I hate what everybody loves, say everybody's posting about it or raving about it, I, there's not really someone I can go to and like have. But if I like it and everybody else hates it, I could just go home and read it or watch it or, you know, I can still enjoy it and not, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. And if people hate it, I can just be like, huh, that's okay. It's not for everybody. Right. It is, it's annoying to listen to negative things. So I'm trying to think of like things that I really love that other people hate and I'm, you know. For instance, Harry Potter and my brother, you know, like if everybody felt the way that my brother feels about Harry Potter, would I still like it? And would that be, I, I can get agree with you and like, I can still go home and read it. Like I really like Twilight and I know a lot of people that don't like Twilight. Um, yeah. I'm a man. Yeah. Like you don't like Twilight very much. I like to make fun of Twilight. <laughs> I think it's yeah. fun. So, like, I read the books I really like Twilight. Movies. Yeah, I enjoy, I enjoyed the books. I enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed the world, um, and I enjoyed reading them. Like I had a really good experience um, reading them for the first time and experiencing them as they came out. Like I, I really enjoyed it. So mm-hmm. I like Twilight. I know a lot of people like to make fun of them. Even the movies, 
um, that which we make fun of. Like they are definitely fun to make fun of. Oh yeah, being fruit we call them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I still enjoy those characters. Like I still enjoy that, like what she did in her universe and stuff like that. Like it's not, I don't know. You can say what I you want so. about her creepiness and the weirdness and stuff, but I, I like, I just enjoyed it. Um, so and that's I think, yeah. And if people hate Twilight all the time and I, but I can still go home and I can read it or I can watch it and I can enjoy it. Like I read Midnight Sun last year and um, I like, I can enjoy that and I don't expect anybody else to enjoy it. And I am perfectly Ooh. fine if people want to make Ooh. fun of me for it. <laughs> like I recognize that, but, but then there's the opposite side of like things I hate that other people love. I think of game of Thrones. I can't even re watch like recaps of that show or of those books because it like, I don't know, triggers a whole bunch of stuff. Like, I just, I can't, I can't handle it. And like Bridgerton is based off of a series that I refuse to read because, um, you know, a booktuber that I really trust and I trust her opinion um, because I, you know, she talks about all these different types of books and everyone that I, that she has, that I've read that she's, you know, reviewed or something, I would agree with her. Whether I agreed on, I liked it or I didn't like it, like, the points she made, I agreed with. Um, but she reviewed this, uh, the book, the first one, I think it's called the Duke and I, or something like that. Um, Duke and I, something, something with the Duke in it. Yeah. And she reviewed it and said what happened in it. Like she gave the full like synopsis of the story and it was a spoiler review. And I was just like appalled at the story, like not even like the things that happened, but just the, story of it appalling and now there's a tv show and people just flock to it and love it and i'm like tv so accurate to the book or is it like an in-name only adaptation no as far as far as i understand it is the same story because um obviously i have not watched it because i watched i know the story of the first book and i'm appalled i'm so appalled by the storyline that I refuse to watch the show and so I will watch like YouTube recaps or things and and those types of things um indicate to me that it is in the aspect of like um it is not in name only and they do actually do the story Mm. um it's the same Uh, because like honestly it would have to be an in name only adaptation because the story itself centers around something that I am appalled by <laughs> I think you're so important, and that's why you're not saying it because it's a family-friendly channel yes that we tried it but I think I remember I'm gonna confirm with you outside of the podcast but I think I remember what it is yes it, it, it's explicit content obviously we don't talk too much about that on here and it, that's the same thing with Game of Thrones the explicit content is going to make me not ever want to watch like I will never watch Game of Thrones um, even on like Vid Angel or something like that, because or Bridgerton, um, because the story, the stories are central around themes and explicit content that I don't like, and so I resonate very easily with oh everyone loves something that you hate, and I'm like yep, <laughs> like that is literally like 
the the show Game of Thrones and the show Bridgerton are based off of books that I can't even read because watching synopsises of them makes my skin crawl, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. I have lived with both and I think, yeah, I think I would rather like a book that everybody else hates than have to listen to people constantly like getting upset that I have never seen Game of Thrones or that I refuse to watch Bridgerton because, oh, it's so good and it's so inclusive. And I'm like, that's great and all, but the storyline <laughs> is not okay. <laughs> I can't believe people, I remember when I was younger, I used to be a little upset at people not reading or watching certain things. And I've gotten to the age now where I really don't care. I really, I think truly we don't. All have- yeah, we all have that, like, what? You've never seen this movie? I can't believe that. But I feel like the reaction stops there. You know, <laughs> like, they, you either say, okay, we have to watch it together, or they say, no, I'm never going to watch it. And you're like, okay, well, I can understand that, but you're missing out. You know, like, and like, yeah. what else is there to say? But no, like, if you get a diehard Game of Thrones fan, which I was so, um, and this is bad. I was so happy that the last season of Game of Thrones was bad because it kind of squashed all of those people who were so obsessed and like, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. Like, it's so amazing. Like, how can you even do anything um, in pop culture without watching it? Like, it's such a huge part of, you know, the entertainment industry and pop culture. Like, how can you, how can you resist that? But then when season came out and everybody hated it, like, I feel like all of those conversations just kind of stopped. Like everybody stopped bothering to watch it because it was so bad. And I'm like, I don't even know why it was bad. Yeah. (laughs) But everybody's so disappointed with the last season that they stopped bothering me about watching it. So I've never, I, before I knew how explicit Game of Thrones was, I knew there was some explicit stuff in it, but someone was like, oh, you know, just skip them and you'll still get the plot so I actually try to watch an episode I think I got not even five minutes in to an episode and was like yeah no I was muting it and covering the screen with a pillow <laughs> and then I would like peek and be like nope still not oh, and I after five minutes I was done or watched so I guess I've never really seen Game of Thrones because I hid with the no, pillow the I, whole time but I, I have seen the synopsis I watched a synopsis video because I was like, okay, I need to be a part of the conversation. So, you know, you know, like, just tell me the story and I'll be fine. Like, that's all I need. And I couldn't even watch that. It was on YouTube. And I was like, oh my gosh, turn it off. I don't want to know. Well, I'm sorry to all of you Game of Thrones and Bridgerton fans. I don't judge you for liking it, but don't judge me for not liking it. (laughs) Like, I am, don't try to convince me to see it. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about both explicit contents. This is something we know, and we're not going to, like, judge people for it, but please don't force... We're not going to force you to watch our stuff. Don't force us to watch your stuff. But I did see a really funny meme involving Game of Thrones where it was... um, I don't know what was going on in this... No idea. But I guess they were in a cave, and it was nighttime, or they were somewhere, and it was so dark, you couldn't even see the characters. And they're like, I didn't dim this. This is actually what you see on your television screen. And then they put it by Lord of the Rings, which during the battle that takes place, Helm's Deep, the two towers, where it's nighttime and it's dark, but you can still see everything. And they're like, this is how you do dark 
nighttime lighting for movies where you can tell it's dark, it's nighttime, you can tell maybe the characters have a hard time seeing, but you can see the action versus Game of Thrones where you can make out maybe an outline or shape of a character. And it's just... I had a friend, I had friends who, um, I told, you know, they, they wanted me to watch it. And then I told them, no, I'm never going to watch it. And they're like, okay, like they were cool about it. Um, (laughs) but then they're like, I, we want you to watch this one battle scene. And so they put on this one battle scene and I'm like, you guys, what are we looking at? Like, (laughs) there is nothing happening on the screen. (laughs) Like there are, there are torches and that is it. Like far like I'm like I can't tell if this is a close-up I can't tell if this is an army like I yeah there was just like this is ridiculous if Game of Thrones is dark and when I say dark I'm not talking about the murders yeah (laughs) but apparently that's in the late like that's part of the later seasons they like get darker and dark like Harry Potter got darker and darker like they did that um apparently and so the last season like that was one of the memes that I've seen is like, it's like this dark, this dark. And then the last one, like season eight or whatever, it's just like a blank screen. Like Soon they'll be able to make just blank screens and people will pay to watch it. Yeah, exactly. That's what it feels like for sure. All right. So last one, just some, um, would you rather superhero powers? So let's see. Why is my light not turning on? Sorry. Um, would you rather have super strength or super endurance? There we go. Endurance, I think. Just because you have super strength doesn't mean that you'll be able to do everything all day. But with endurance, you can keep going. Like, say if people are trapped underneath a bunch of rocks going all day because you have super endurance and get people out. Yeah, I can see that. I think I'd rather have super strength, but mainly just because it's kind of a one and done. Like you said, you don't have to keep going and just like, <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm done. Um, let's see. Would you rather have night vision or breathe underwater? Night vision. I don't really? like to go underwater. <laughs> and you can't see underwater. We've had this conversation before. Like people are, I was talking to my mom the other day because we were watching a movie where they're like communicating underwater. And I'm like, you can't see underwater. I don't know why people keep putting this in movies. And she's like, you can see underwater. And I was like, no, you can't. She's like, with goggles on. And I'm like, I'm not, they don't have goggles. Like I'm not talking about with goggles. <laughs> That's the point of goggles. That's why people have goggles. It's because you can't see underwater. Like, you can make out shapes, but they're it's blurry. Like it's it's like when I take my contacts out. Like it's blurry. That's <laughs> anyway. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I think I would want to breathe underwater, not for any particular superhero reason, but then maybe I would be less afraid of the water. That's a good point. I'm not afraid of the water. I just don't like going under it yeah like same here like I don't think like I'm I can go in the ocean and stuff like that but I think like I have a a significant fear of like suffocation that's part of um claustrophobia it's just the uh suffocation is also (laughs) being trapped um 
And so that I think it would just help me out a little bit <laughs> if I knew I could breathe underwater. I would be able to watch more movies where they get trapped underwater. I like night vision because so like at night in the house, I don't always pick up all of my kids' toys every night just because mm-hmm. she's gonna get them out again the next day and what's the point sometimes and I have a newborn, so all of that. And I say I have to get up and the bat our our room is we don't have an attached bathroom. We have to go across another room. It would just be helpful to see in the dark. It would also be helpful to see in the dark, I think, if you're walking somewhere at night, like you parked your car somewhere and you're coming out, just to make sure there's no one around who's gonna be malicious in any way. Yeah. I think it'd be, I think it'd be cool to see in the dark. I think so too, but I'm also living in the woods right now. Like, I don't know necessarily that I want to be able to see in the dark because everything that I can see, like in the light, usually scares the crap out of me. <laughs> like, <laughs> the cats will pop up and, like, they're right in front of me. I can see them, but it still scares me. And I'm like, if I could see in the dark, that would just be happening all the time. So, <laughs> jump scares constantly. Yeah, for sure. All right. Ooh. Would you rather, um, Two more. So, would you rather fly or have mind control? I don't think I would want the responsibility that comes with mind control. So, mm. I'd go with flying, even though I don't really want to fly, because I hate the sensation of falling. I hate it with every fight. I mean, I suppose if you're flying, you wouldn't have the sensation of free falling. I don't know. Maybe I not. would say no. It's like, I would choose flying, but I would I would choose flying over pretty much any other superpower. Um because I do I really love open air. I love being able to be up high and I've been on a hot air balloon and um that was like the greatest experience ever just being up that high and being open. And like, you know, cause you're open air, you're in a basket that's like up to your chest. So you're not going to fall <laughs> or anything. Um, and I, yeah, I would definitely choose flying. I, I don't necessarily think I want my mind control for any specific purpose. Like I might mind control like some politicians to make better decisions. <laughs> but other than that, like, I don't, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know that I would. I wouldn't want the responsibility. I the only person that I can think of who be okay having that responsibility, of course, a fictional character is Charles Xavier because he already has it and he's shown that he takes it very seriously and disciplines himself to mm-hmm. he's he's disciplined enough to where he doesn't just go off and make the world how he thinks it should be, even though he could. Right. You know, he doesn't. So but I just don't think I'd want to have that responsibility of of that and I don't even think I would like to fly like as you're explaining it like being out in the air and open I'm just sitting here like that would be the worst so I'd rather have the ability to fly but I don't know how often I'd use it right although my concern would be helpful to get my kids to bed on time yeah that would be nice that would be nice yeah all right last one is would you rather have time manipulation or the ability to talk to animals animals i'd like to talk to the animal i feel like time manipulation would be 
again, it'd be like a really hard responsibility because like, when do you go back in time? When do you slow down time? When do you speed up time? You know, like you could really mess things up for people. Yeah. You could really mess things up. And I feel like if you were a part of a superhero team and you could control time and someone got hurt and then you could go back in time, like, I feel like that would just be so much responsibility to make sure that you are capable of doing that because it's sort of like the resurrection trope in fiction. And when you write books and tell stories and stuff is people die, but then they come back to life. So there's no consequences. But then as soon as like they die permanently, it hits that much harder because you had this resurrection happening so often. And then when it's like, Nope, you can't, you can't do that now. It's over. Um, Yeah. It kind of, gets to that point of like I don't know that would be too hard like if you messed up you could seriously mess up where as if you could talk to animals maybe you can't control them you can just talk to them yeah which you would think you would be able to control them you know by talking or whatever but as much as like the worst you're gonna do is like you know get like a tiger to attack the wrong person or an elephant you know smushing (laughs) the wrong thing or you know like stampede like that could definitely do a lot of damage, but I feel like time man- manipulation, you could just ruin the whole world. So I think it's a little too much responsibility for me. <laughs> I'll just talk to the animals and tell them when to attack and when to go steal the keys out of the, you know, <laughs> this thing or that thing or something like that. I would like, I do like though that if superpowers were a thing and we overpowered superpowers at least we would take them seriously we would recognize the responsibility yeah the seriousness. <laughs> we're the so characters we in the book that nobody believes it would be like a real person they're like nobody believe, would believe that that fast and i'm like actually i probably would believe that faster than like whatever the actual truth is in real life <laughs> there you go yeah i i away from responsibility but i controlling other people that's that's insane that's a really tricky one the more absolute power a person has the more ability the power has to corrupt them well and i, I think wouldn't want absolute power over anything other than myself because i wouldn't want to become more susceptible to being corrupted well, I think, like, um, if you think of, like, Doctor Strange, I don't know if you've seen the new Doctor Strange, but in, uh-huh. like, Avengers Endgame, um, he, you know, he sees all of these different timelines, and only one of them is the timeline that where they win or where things work out correctly, um, according to him. But it's one of those things where it's, like, he is so powerful, and yet you know, the bad things still happen and the bad, you know, like all that stuff. So it's kind of like, I would not want to be the person who knows, you know, there's 14 million different scenarios and only one of them were like, I don't want to know that, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I don't want to be the person that has that knowledge and then has to continuously explain, no, this was the right way. This was the thing to do. This was the only way that it would, you know, like, I don't want to be that person. I want to be the type of person, like, I want to be the person who is just, like, 
fighting until the end, doing everything that they can until the very end and then win, lose, or draw. Like, you know, I don't want to have to explain to people, like, no, we're, we're done now. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. Doctor Strange definitely has a lot of responsibility. We should do a, a episode. We've both seen Multiverse of Madness, but I don't think we've done a podcast episode about it. We have not. Maybe we should do that next time. Yeah, because it's coming out on Disney Plus tomorrow, actually. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. I said Wednesday. Tomorrow's Wednesday. So the as of us recording this, tomorrow is Wednesday. So I'll I nah, sorry. I have been wanting to watch it again anyway. So again. Okay. And do anything about it. Because I have I have thoughts. I liked it, but I have thoughts on it. I usually do on everything. <laughs> That's what we do. We have thoughts on things. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of our whole life. <laughs> so definitely. Anyway, so this has been Miss Opportunities with uh, Your Little Sisters Productions. You can um, let us know any of the would you rathers um, that we talked about. Um, you can, I just said um a whole lot. <laughs> you can go to our social media, either Facebook or Instagram or Patreon. Any of those, you can leave a comment or send us a message and let us know what you would rather do with any of these scenarios, or if you have other would you rathers that you would like us to answer or talk about, or if you have any problems with us, um, let us know. <laughs> if you are a huge Game of Thrones fan, I am sorry. If you love Bridgerton to death, I am sorry. You are allowed to like what you like, and I am allowed to dislike what you like. <laughs> so, And if you hate Twilight with a passion, that is okay, too. You are allowed to hate it, and I am allowed to like it. Um, and I'm really sorry for anyone who likes Jacob Have I Loved. I've never seen the movie, but I've read the book. I'm sorry to the author of Jacob Have I Loved. You were really descriptive. Very good writing. A plus. Just wanted the character happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. So anyway, <laughs> let us know uh, any thoughts you have, any requests for topics um, that we can talk about on the show here, or any movies that you would like us to review or just discuss. You know, we don't have to go into a full review of a movie. Um, we've kind of shied away from that recently, going into more conversations and fun things like this. So let us know if you like that. If you want us to go back <clears throat> to doing movies, um, let us know. Uh, if you want, uh, special goodies and special privileges go to our Patreon that is Taya Joy Flake and that's T-A-I-A-J-O-Y-F-L-A-K-E on Patreon and there are two different tiers one is for this podcast and one is for our YouTube channel any support that we can get for those we very much appreciate it and all of it goes back into this show and our YouTube channel whichever one you're supporting and uh, anything else <laughs> I think that's everything one day we'll live near each other where we can stuff. Yes. So I am currently north uh, in Arizona taking care of my dad and she is down south in it. Well, more like central Arizona taking care of her little family. So <laughs> we are not close right now. Um, no. But the more you support us, the easier it will be for us, especially with gas money right now to, mm -hmm. um, to do that. To get together. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we are wanting to put together some fun radio uh, style stories <laughs> for our podcast. 
Um, if you, that sounds interesting to you or if you want more information, go ahead and let us know on our social media as well as if you would like to be uh, included in the project, let us know. Um, again, Your Little Sisters Productions on Facebook and Instagram or uh, Patreon slash Taya Joy Flake. Okay, that's it for tonight. Thank you for listening. This is Laura. And this is Taya. Bye. Bye.